Although it's true that if somebody fills up a container with water, that water is considered to be maim sh'uvim, drawn water, and in general, if three loig of that water falls into a mikveh before the mikveh has the minimum volume of 40 sa'ah that is needed for it to purify people and items, so the drawn water, the maim sh'uvim, would invalidate the mikveh even if other water does fall in there by itself later on. However, there is a method to use the water that is inside of the kli for the sake of the mikveh without invalidating it. And this is the method called hamshacha. Hamshacha is when one pours the water onto the floor, onto a different surface, and allows the water to fall by itself into the mikveh. The main reason why Maim Shuvim invalidates a mikveh is because the water isn't flowing into the mikveh by itself. Rather, manually, somebody is filling it up. If somebody pulls out the water, though, and it ends up falling into the mikveh by itself, so it would be valid. Now, all of this having been said, one can't fill up the entire mikveh with water using this method. As the Mishnah teaches, If there is water that has been drawn by a kli, by a utensil and there is water from the rain, and they got mixed together in the courtyard on the floor. So some rain is on the floor that fell there naturally, and there is water that came from the container on the floor, and they mixed together, uva uka, or in a small hole in the ground, they mixed together, and then they the water overflowed and ended up flowing into a mikveh, va'amale sama'ara, or on the steps going down in the cave into the mikveh, the water got mixed together and then it flowed into the mikveh. In Rovmina kosher, kosher, if the majority of that water came from the rain and not from the container, then all of the water is valid for the mikveh. Even the water that came from the kli, because it is fixed, so to speak, via the method of hamshacha. The Rovmina apostle, however, if the majority of that water is the water that came from the maim sh'uvim, that which was in the kli, Despite using the method of hamshach over here, posel, the mikveh is still going to be invalid. And even if it's mechzel mechzel, if it's half-half, posel, the mikveh would be invalid. Because maim sh'uvim is fixed via the method of hamshach only if there is a majority of the mikveh being water that fell there totally naturally. Amosai, when is this true that it's possible to have water that came from a kli and was considered to be maim sh'uvim and yet it won't invalidate the mikveh? which literally means if the water is mixed together before it reaches the mikveh. But the real intention of the Mishnah is that it was poured onto the ground before it reached the mikveh. Unlike the next case, if the water was poured directly into the water, into the mikveh, so then this is the classic case of drawn water invalidating the mikveh. If it is known that a volume of 40 sa'ar of good water that fell there by itself is in the mikveh already, before these three loig of drawn water was poured into the mikveh, so then kosher, the mikveh is valid. Vimlav, but if the mikveh is not yet full, then posel, it would be invalidated via the maim shuvim being poured into it. And this is literally the classic case of maim shuvim invalidating a mikveh. The Mishnah's main point is just coming to teach this method of hamshacha, which works as long as the majority of the water fell there by itself, even without relying on the method of hamshacha.
Mishnah Hay, as we learned, in order for water that is in a container to be to become Maim Shuvim, the container has to have the status of a Kli. If there is Hashikas Shebasela, a trough, which is a container from which animals drink, it's been carved out of a rock that is attached to the ground. Since it's attached to the ground, even though it is made into something that can hold and contain things, it does not gain the status of a Kli. And one of the ramifications of that is that the water that falls into it won't become Aymish Ovim. But whilst we're on the topic, the Mishnah is going to bring a number of ramifications with regards to other laws as well of the fact that this doesn't have the status of a Kli. One example is in one can't fill up water from there for the sake of the Pura Adumo ashes. The Pura Adumo is a red cow which is burnt up and whose ashes are mixed together with water that comes from a spring, and that solution is sprinkled onto people and items that have become Tommy from a dead body in order to purify them. Now, that which they use to get to obtain water from the spring needs to be a Kli. As well as that, when they come to mix the ashes of the Pura Aduma with the water, they need to mix it, they need to put them both together into a Kli. And the Mishnah teaches that one can't use this to fill up the water from the spring because it's not considered to be a Kli. And likewise, one can't perform the process of Kiddush, which is when the ashes of the Pura Aduma are mixed together with this water from the spring. They are both put together into a Kli, and they cannot be put, this can't be done in this trough because it has not got the status of a Kli. Now, not only does the Kiddush, when the ashes are mixed together with the water, does that need to be performed with a Kli, but also when it comes to sprinkling this solution onto people in order to purify them, they would dip a number of different things into the solution and sprinkle that towards the person or the item. This also needs to be done whilst the solution is held inside of a Kli. It doesn't have to be the same Kli as it was in always. They can transfer it into a different Kli, but it must be considered a Kli. So the Mishnah says, They can't sprinkle that solution whilst it is contained inside this trough because it's not considered to be a Kli. Now the Mishnah moves to the laws of Tumas Oihel, impurity that is transferred via being under the same roof, a dead body transfers impurity to any other item or person that is underneath the same roof as the dead body. That having been said, if there is an earthenware item or something which is made of a material that can't become Tommy at all, and it is totally sealed on all sides, if there is something inside of that item, it is protected from becoming Tommy. It's as if the impurity is not able to enter into the inside of that item. But this is true only if it's totally sealed shut. If you have something like a box which is closed with a lid, but the lid isn't sealed, fastened shut to the actual box, then it would not protect that which is inside of it from becoming Tome. The only way that a Kli, a utensil, a container, can protect impurity from entering into it is if it's totally fastened, sealed shut. However, something that is attached, that is a part of the ground or a part of the building, for example, if there is a pit inside of that house, the pit is considered to be a part of the ground, in order to prevent impurity from going into the pit, it's enough that the pit be covered, even if it's not sealed, fastened shut. And the Mishnah teaches that since this trough is attached to the ground, it's part of the stone that is a part of the ground, the it does not need to be totally fastened and sealed shut in order to protect that which is inside of it from becoming tome. It's enough that it be covered. And finally, the ramification that is relevant to our Masechta, the Enopselis Samikva, 
water that goes into this trough will not invalidate the mikveh because it's not considered to be maim shu'ovim, since the trough does not have the status of a kli. On the other hand, if the trough was already a kli because it was made in a stone that was not attached to the ground, and only after that, he attached it to the ground with lime, since it once had the status of a kli, by attaching it to the ground, it does not remove that status of a kli. And therefore, one can fill up the water from the spring using this item, for the sake of getting water for the Poradumo ashes, or Makajimba, and one can perform Kiddush, which is when we add the ashes of the Poradumo to the spring water, that can be done inside of this trough, or Mazen and they can dip the different things into the solution of Poradumo ashes and water in order to sprinkle it onto somebody to purify them whilst the water is in this trough, because it's considered to be a Kli. And to protect that which is inside of it from becoming tome, if it's underneath the same roof as a dead body, then it does need to be fastened, sealed shut properly. And if water falls into this trough, it would invalidate the mikveh because it's considered to be maimsha ovin. The Mishnah continues, we have a trough over here that is considered to be a kli because it was a trough before it was attached to the ground. But then, nikveh minamato, it developed a hole at the bottom of it. So it's no longer able to hold and contain water. Or on the side of it, and it's not able to hold any more water. The water that falls into the trough, once that is the case, will remain valid because the trough is no longer considered to be a kli. And how large does the hole need to be in order for it to no longer be considered a kli and it can't contain any water anymore? It needs to be the size of the tube that comes out of a leather flask or a leather bottle. And this is slightly more than the width of two fingers. So if that's the diameter of the hole, then it would no longer be considered a kli. Now we have talked at length about the concept of hashoka, which is when a valid mikveh is attached to water that is not part of a valid mikveh. However, the concept of hashoka states that any water that is connected to the mikveh also becomes a part of the mikveh itself. It occurred with the trough of Yehu, which was a particular trough in Yerushalayim, and it developed a hole which was the same width as the tube coming out of a leather bottle, and this hole was on the side of the trough. And the hole actually caused the water in the trough to connect to an adjacent mikveh. And there was less than 40 sa'ar in the trough itself. However, since it was now connected to the neighboring mikveh, we have the concept of hashaka that states that even the water that is in the trough can be used as mikveh water. And all of the items in Yerushalayim that needed to be purified relied on this and they would dip the items into the trough, even though there was less than 40 sa'ar over there, because it was connected to the actual mikveh. However, v'sholchu b'shamay v'chasuha, b'shamay sent messengers to break the trough more, so that the majority of the wall that separated between the mikveh and the trough was broken open, and the water connected over the majority of that side. 
because Bishamai say that only if the majority of the side is open up and the invalid mikveh connects to the valid mikveh, not just via a small hole, but via the majority of the wall that separates them, only then is there room to validate the invalid mikveh via it being connected to the real mikveh. Only then do we view it as being like one large mikveh. Perak Hamishna Aleph. This Perak, this chapter, talks about the differentiation between a mikveh and a mayon. As we have learnt, a mikveh is a still body of water that must contain at least 40 sa'ar for it to be able to purify any item or person, whereas a mayon is a body of water that comes from a natural spring and the water is still connected to its source. And one is able to purify items in a mayon even if it contains less than 40 sa'ar. There's a discussion with regards to a person whether he needs 40 sa'ar even if he purifies himself in a mayon. But certainly with regards to objects, this is a difference between a mayon and a mikveh. Another difference is that if a mikveh is flowing, it is invalid, whereas a mayon which is flowing, since that's its natural state, it is able to purify things even whilst it is flowing. The Torah lists three different scenarios where mayim chayim is required. Mayim chayim literally means alive water, and this refers to water that comes from a mayon. But not every type of water that comes from a mayon is going to be considered mayim chayim. We've already mentioned once in this Masechta that if the water is warm or salty, so it's not sweet natural water, then it is not considered to be Mayim Chaim, even if it comes from a Mayon. And therefore, with regards to those three cases that the Torah requires Mayim Chaim, that would not be able to be used. This Mishnah brings another case of water that is part of a Mayon, and yet it is not considered to be Mayim Chaim, this special alive water which comes from the Mayon. Mayon Shehevirai Algabia Sheikes, the water from a spring that passes over a trough. We're talking about a trough that has the status of a kli. That means that it was a container before it was attached to the ground. So the water flows into the trough and then it overflows over to the other side and continues flowing. Possel, the water is now invalid because it entered into a kli, so the water became Mayim Sheovim. And even the water that came out on the other side, it's considered to now be Mayim Sha'ovim that exited the trough. Now one could ask a question that surely we have learnt of the concept of, of Hashoka, that if there is water that is invalid, that is connected to water that is part of a valid mikveh, then it all becomes valid. It's all considered to be like one large body of water. So why do I care that part of the Mayon is inside of a Kli, so it's considered to be Mayim Sha'ovim? It's all connected to the part of the spring that is before it reaches the trough, and that certainly is still a valid Mayon. So surely all of the water that is in the trough and beyond it should also be valid by virtue of the fact that it's connected to the valid part of the Mayon. And the truth is, because of this question, many understand that the invalidation is only Midrabonon. Since this is very similar to a case where there is Mayim Sh'ovim, water inside of a utensil, a container, so they decreed that it would be invalid in this case as well. And there are other answers given as well. However, the Mishnah says, If the water passes over the edge of the trough, even by a tiny amount, so it doesn't only pass through the part of the trough that holds water, 
but it also passes over the edge, which is not considered to be a container. Then, kosher chutzala, the water that is beyond the trough, is considered to be valid for a fascinating reason. Because the difference that we mentioned earlier on between a mayon and a mikveh is that a mayon is able to purify things even if it's only a small amount, if it's less than 40 sa'ar even. Now, a part of the mayon didn't go through the container, so that part is still valid, and all of the other water is touching that part of the mayon that is still valid. And the concept of hashoka states that all of it now is considered to be a part of that valid mayon. So it's true that in order to purify things inside of the trough itself, that we're still strict Midrabanon, and we say that, that you can't purify something inside the Kli itself. But with regards to the part of the Mayon that is beyond the Kli, since part of it is still a proper Mayon, all of it is valid because of the concept of Hashaka. Continues the Mishnah, If the water passes over a pool of water that is in the ground, so it hasn't got the status of a Kli, it's in the ground, so it certainly wouldn't invalidate the Mayon, and as long as it is still attached to the Mayon, so even the water that's inside of this pool is going to have the same status as the Mayon. But then somebody or something caused a break between the spring and the pool, such that we're left with the water which came from the Mayon inside of the pool by itself. Since it's no longer connected to the source of the spring, Harihu Kamikva has the same status as a Mikva, because a Mayon needs to be connected to its source. If later on the spring continued to flow, and once again it became attached to the water that is inside of the pool, and it continued flowing, although it is now all considered to be a Mayon once again, nevertheless, it's not considered to be Mayim Chaim. This unique level of being Mayim Chaim, alive water, it does not have, since it is mixed with water that was once not considered to be a Mayon. Mayim Chaim is only if it was always a Mayon since the time that it came from its source. And Posel Azovim, the water cannot be used to purify Azov or to be sprinkled onto somebody who had Saras or to mix with the ashes of the Para Aduma, these are the three cases that the Torah requires Mayim Chaim, Ad until he knows that all of the original water that was in the pool at the time that it was disconnected from the Mayon has left. Once the water has been flowing for enough time, that we can be sure that all of the water that is in the pool is from the time that the spring was once again connected, only from that point onwards would it once again be considered Mayim Chaim and fit for these three uses as well. Mr. Bates, if the Mayon passed over utensils, but it didn't pass into the container where it holds things. For example, the container was upside down, and the Mayon passed over that part of the Kli. Or if it passed over a bench that is not considered to be a Kli at all, because it can't hold things. Rabbi Yehuda says, It remains as it has been until now. Even the water that passes over there is considered to be part of the Mayon. As long as it didn't become Sha'uvim, it didn't go into a container at all. It's considered to be a regular Mayon. However, Rabbi Yossi says, it is now only considered to be on the level of a mikveh because it has had contact with a kli. So it's still valid, but it's not considered to be a mayon. However, the Mishnah adds, 
that we're saying it's valid and it, it's considered to be at least on the level of a mikveh, but as long as he doesn't dip the item into the water that is on top of the bench itself, all that is on top of the kli, because with Jabonon we're concerned that if you do that, then you'll come to dip the item into the kli itself. However, the water that is on the continuation that continues to flow, that can be used to purify the water, but according to the laws of a mikveh. Because as soon as it has contact with a kli, it no longer is considered to be a mayon.